0: Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmasto. And today's episode is brought to you by Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL is the perfect place to get all of your inside scoop and the latest updates surrounding the wonderful expansion draft that is happening this week. And of course, I will be covering it here as well. Stay tuned for an action-packed week here on the show. I'm looking forward to it. But before we can talk about the show, we do need to get business as usual out of the way. Make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on NHL on your favorite podcast platform. And of course, make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames on that same platform as well. And of course, I will be keeping you updated on Twitter as things break throughout the week. And you can follow me at Jess Belmosto. And I'm looking forward to having y'all uh on this crazy ride with me. I feel like it's been a while since we've had all eyes on the NHL. I mean, aside from the Stanley Cup, but I feel like this is something that really impacts everyone. So it's uh, quite the experience and quite the time. Also, if you can hear my neighbor downstairs having his nightly World War II recreation with his sound system movie going experience, I apologize. And my cat is also in the room with me. So he is just as opinionated as me. So he may chime in with some fantastic hockey takes. This weekend was quite the stressful weekend for hockey fans and people who cover hockey, uh, especially us indie outlets. But my goodness, I don't think I've been glued to my phone like that since i don't know maybe the vegas expansion draft but anyways so saturday was the roster freeze deadline and you kind of were seeing some transactions here and there happen and everybody was kind of waiting for you know maybe the flames to make a move or something to maybe leak and kind of allude to the flames doing something but no they did nothing by the 3 p.m. deadline, and whew, boy, oh boy, the next day was list day. So the, well, the lists were made public, I should say, because they had to have their lists in on Saturday by that deadline, and the Flames released their protected list, and they did the uh, five forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie. So, if their names aren't named, well, they're available to Seattle. Jacob Markstrom, Chris Tanev, Rasmus Anderson, Noah Hannafin, Johnny Goudreau, Sean Monahan, Matthew Kuchuk, Mike Goldbackland, Dylan Dubey, Elias Lindholm, and Andrew Mangiapane. So, if your name was not read, you are now exposed to Seattle in the expansion draft. And you may notice and I'm sure you're not oblivious to this, but uh, Mark Giordano was in fact exposed. The asking price to protect him was too high. It was a first and a third, and I'm sorry. I see why Bradtree Living didn't give in there. I see why he didn't protect Gio over any of those guys, uh, over Tanov, Anderson, and Hannafin, because that's just a little too high, especially for a guy who only has one year left on his contract and I get it, he's the captain and all that and long time flame, but sorry, this is a business, and we're going to talk more about Gio later on in the show, and that's not, that was such a cold-hearted take from me, I am so sorry, I did not mean it like that, (laughs) and it makes it sound like, oh, I don't care about Gio, because I do, I think he's a fantastic guy, but you know, we'll, we'll save the butt kissing for the next segment, and Milan Lucic waived his no movement clause for the draft, obviously, and I, you know i think that's fine i think out of all the players available uh for the flames i think that geo is the obvious take there um but i also wouldn't be sur- actually no i would be surprised if they took Luch over geo um you know geo has one year left on that contract Luch has two years and it's a hefty price you know 6 million dollars for a <laughs> fourth line winger is just that's That's a lot, and I've said this a million times, but Seattle is not a charity. They are not here to take your bad contracts off of your hand. Now, do I think that the Lucic contract is, like, the worst thing in NHL, in the NHL? No, absolutely not. I think that there are horrible contracts out there, but I just, I... I mean, hell, Barclay Goudreau just signed like a $3.4 million deal or something like that with the Rangers. So, Or they're closing in on it. But I can't digress for too long here. We will have a very heavy, informative week here on Locked on Flames. I am going to be doing my best to bring on some guests, uh, you know, just kind of playing with everyone's schedule this week. And I know that Thursday's episode will be out bright and early because it is <laughs> where I'm recording it with my friends who also host podcasts and we're just going it's going to be fun it's going to be a post-draft reaction show uh kind of just all fun stuff because keep it lighthearted. it's not going to be if you want your heavy-hitting data analysis everything this is not the show. (laughs) Well, Thursday's show isn't for you. I hate to break it to you, but this week is going to be one of my favorite weeks, I think, since I've started hosting this show, and I'm looking forward to it. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, we have some more housekeeping to do, so I'm going to talk to you all about Built Bar. Built Bar will absolutely be getting me through this week I plan on running on coffee and Built Bars. You know why? Because Built Bars are the best tasting protein bar out there. My cabinet is full of them. My desk has a has a few stashed away in there next to my M&Ms. And there are so many fantastic flavors that are high in protein, high in fiber, low in carbs, keto approved. And they're just, they're great. They taste like a candy bar, so it doesn't feel like I am eating something healthy, but my body gets something nutritious put into it. So head on over to Built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next order. It's Jess here, and I am just popping in to remind you to subscribe to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. We're here for you every day. And last segment, we talked about Gio and Lucic, and, you know, these guys are the older crowd. (laughs) I hate saying that because Lucic was really young when he was on the Bruins, and that just makes me feel ancient. But, uh, you know, you're losing, potentially, one, you're either losing your captain, or you're losing somebody who has that leadership and locker room presence with Milan Lucic. And I have some player cards from JFresh Hockey that I figured we could kind of talk about and shoot the breeze over. And first, we're going to talk about Lucic. So... Lucic is a fourth line winger. With he plays the fourth line. He is 32 years old, and his cap hit is six million for the next two years. And his this is the three year weighted average data expressed as percentiles. So uh, if you're not familiar with player cards, these are fantastic, fantastic ways to really see how a player is. Doing, and where they are establishing themselves in the lineup as well as the league. So I have a three-year one for Lucic as well as a um, as well as last season. So his WAR was 29%, which is not very good. His even strength offense uh, again, this is over the last three years, not great with a 33%. His defense, you know. I have to give him credit here because he is in the 82nd percentile and his power play is only in the 27th percentile and finishing with a 32% and his goals uh, per 60, is the 18% remember when he went like 80 something games without or like 100 something games without scoring a goal. Or like two goals in 89 games or something like that. Um, You know, his quality of competition is a 40%. And quality of teammates is a 48%. Which isn't horrible. But again, that's over the last three years. So let's jump to his 21 player card. His 2021 player card. Because you can see a vast improvement here. His wins above replacement goes from that 29 to a 53 and he's finishing at a 68 percent. His power play uh still not great but it's a 31 percentile. Even strength defense is a 79 percent and even strength offense is unfortunately a 23 percent but that goals per 60 goes up to the 55 percentile as well as his Quality of competition is a 40, and quality of teammates is a 48. You know, can't hate the guy. I think that he did have a really good 2021 season, and I really hope that he, that carries over because he is really good. <laughs> when He was really good last year. And, yes, did I yell at him when I thought that he was taking too many penalties that were avoidable? Absolutely. Did I think that he was still a, you know, quality player and, and an effective player? Absolutely. Um, so here is Gio's three-year player card. And my goodness, <laughs> he is 37 years old. And he was in the 86th percentile for wins above replacement. His even strength offense was a 58. And even strength defense was a 75%. And he ranked in the 85th percentile with the pl- the power play <laughs> and an 82 with the penalty kill. And the 74th percentile uh in finishing, quality of competition was a 97%. And I'm not gonna go through all of them here, but um his 2021. Stats did take a little bit of a hit. His wins above replacement dropped to a 49%. His finishing was a 99%. Even strength defense dropped to a 41% compared to that 75%, and his even strength offense went to a 29. Um, he was 88, he ranked in the 88th percentile for the penalty kill. Uh, 97 percentile for the quality of competition. I feel like I'm at the doctor's with my child. And they're like, yeah, they're in like the 90th percentile for growth. And um, 61 on the penalty. A penalty on the power play. Why can't I get the words power play out? My goodness. But, you know, I think having those player cards are great. Because, you know, it's easy to look at somebody's stats and say, hey, this is really good. But 2019 was three years ago, and that's when um, he won the Norris, when Gio won the Norris. And it shows that he's still effective at that time to now. And while his stats did kind of fluctuate, I think it's a lot easier to look at it that way rather than just – you know, the eye test, and I think that's a certainly more effective way to do that. Same with Lucic. I feel like Lucic kind of did the reverse. He had a really crummy three-year weighted player card. I can't even talk today. My goodness, I'm so sorry, and then you have him succeeding in 2021, which is good. I think that that's, you know, something everybody should be looking for, but there's no reason to be playing paying a fourth liner $6 million. Um, that is just about what Patrice Bergeron makes as a top-line center in Boston. Uh, I think he makes, like, a little bit more, but not much more. And the thing with Lucic is that you're not getting <laughs> uh, top-line Lucic. You're not getting top six Lucic, even middle six is pushing it. But I think that Seattle is going to have their way, and they're going to take Geo, and it stinks because you know that leaves a bigger hole to fill for the Flames because you know you're either going to have to sign a free agent, make a trade, or call someone up, and I don't think that any of the prospects are quite ready to make that leap. And I don't know how you're going to get funky with the pairings. Um, You know, does Tanov make the jump to, what do you call it, the first line with Anderson? Or do you bump Anderson down and have Tanov and Hannafin? Like, this is the stuff that I just sit here and tinker with (laughs) while we are all, um, you know, just waiting for things to happen. And we did talk about, you know, there is that elephant in the room, if, which we're going to talk more about tomorrow because I think that deserves more in depth talk. But, you know, that captain vacancy is gone. Like there's a vacancy in captain. There are still loud and proud leaders in the locker room, but that doesn't mean you're going to get the C on your jersey. That is something that you have to earn. And,. You know, if you're respected in the room, you can get it. But there's no sense in naming, you know, Lucci just the captain for a season. And then, you know, peace out. Um, but we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. And coming up next, we will wrap up the show with some more. Uh, you know, we're going to call it like the gossip hour. Because I have, I just, I feel like this is something that we just need to talk about. <laughs> but... Um, Coming up next, we will absolutely be getting into the gossip hour. And b- before we do that, let me talk to you about BetOnline AG. Head on over to BetOnline AG today. Sign up for your free account. Make a deposit and get a 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON. So, you know, that's pretty fair to do. Make a little extra money there. Place some bets on some expansion draft stuff, some baseball stuff, basketball, probably some football stuff up there now that we're creeping closer. So head on over to BetOnlineAG today, sign up for your free account, and make that first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. Hey, y'all, it's Jess here, and I'm just reminding you to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Okay, so I think, like, the biggest story is Carrie Price. Waiving his no movement clause for only expansion draft purposes, so you know he's not gonna you know sign with another team that isn't in you know there's no not gonna be any trading. It's just gonna be to Seattle, if at all. And <laughs> I am having such a hard time imagining Carey Price in any other uniform besides Seattle, um, besides Montreal, and one thing that gets me and why i'm like actually like kind of highly encouraging this is because his family is from british columbia seattle is so much closer to british columbia than montreal and you know what i'm i'm a little salty if this happens because i want to see angela price in plattsburgh where i live and yeah um She comes to the mall, I guess, all the time. And, you know, I work at the mall. So I would like to see her. (laughs) But in all seriousness, I think that it would be quite the move. And it looks like it's going to happen. But then again, you know, we don't know. Everything is just kind of up in the air. I thought that GMs would learn from the 2017 expansion draft. But I guess not. I think that... This is just so chaotic. Like Tarasenko is left unprotected. Oh, my goodness. There are so many star players. Landeskog was left unprotected. Obviously, Gio, Jonathan Quick. I mean, you know, they're just, there's a lot to try to process. And I should have had the list up in front of me, but I don't but if you're interested go to cap friendly and use their expansion draft tools they have like a whole section for that and you'll be able to kind of put your own Seattle team together like they could easily make the playoffs their first season if they assemble this team correctly and what kills me what kills me is that they are in the Pacific division where the flames are already fighting for a playoff spot where they are fighting to remain relevant. And they're just going to look even more mediocre against teams like Vegas, who I'm pretty sure they're like 0-9 against when they play in Vegas. And I I don't think they've ever beaten Vegas, actually, now that I think of that. But are they going to have this, like, really bad drought against... Seattle too are they just gonna suck Because (laughs) It's just the Pacific Division Is going to be very interesting once again And Preseason schedules are coming out Which makes me so excited But it also is so hard to wrap My head around the fact that we are going Back to like an 82 game schedule in the fall And it's right around the corner And I'm not like Oh my god like clutching my pearls About it but I'm just like Okay, this was a lot easier to figure out than I expected it to be. And, you know, it's a shorter off season, I guess, technically. But, y'all, this is so exciting. And this week is going to be a blast on the show. I posted a Twitter graphic or a graphic on Twitter last night to kind of go over this week's schedule because I want y'all to understand and, like, you know what's coming ahead And tomorrow's show is kind of just talking about how they're like 24 hours away from everything changing forever, the potential captaincy vacancy. Wednesday, we'll be revisiting the expansion draft and kind of comparing things around the league. And Thursday will be highlights and lowlights. The show must go on post-draft reaction. And of course, Friday will be a recap of the week along with our winners and losers depending on how the draft goes, we might just do a whole winners and losers episode. Uh, but thank you all so much for tuning in to this fun-filled week. I hope that you share this with your friends. You know, even if it's not Flames fans or maybe you have a friend who's trying to get into hockey, I, I would really appreciate the support in sharing the show. You guys just, you make my day. It makes me so happy to sit down for... 45 minutes every day and just, while I'm talking to myself, like, I feel like we're having a conversation (laughs) because so many of you are absolutely dolls on Twitter. And you can follow me there at Jess Belmosto. I love talking with you. I love reading your takes, your trade proposals, and, you know, your reviews on... uh, Apple iTunes as well mean a lot to me. And just, you know, whether you listen to me while you're doing the dishes, you're in the car, listen with your kids, because this is a family friendly show, um, at the gym, on your way to work, wherever you may be listening to this, just know I appreciate it. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. This podcast came into my life at uh, really out of the blue and at a moment where I needed to find purpose and, well, This show has given me quite the purpose in life and I love you all very much and thank you so much for tuning in to another week of Locked on Flames.